The Dallas Stars kicked off their five-game road trip last night in Pittsburgh, and the game ended in heartbreaking fashion. The Stars losing in the final minute of the game, getting no points in their first matchup of this big trip. And on today's episode, we'll talk about that game and talk about the missed opportunity that the Dallas Stars basically committed by really getting nothing out of a game that was pretty well played overall. We'll talk about some of the best performers individually in that game, and then we'll shift our attention to tonight as the Dallas Stars get no time to rest or recover. They're back at it again against the scorching red-hot New Jersey Devils. All of this and more on today's episode of Locked on Stars. Your Locked on Stars, your daily podcast on the Dallas Stars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, Stars fans. Welcome back to the Locked On Stars podcast, the only daily podcast covering the Dallas Stars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Dane Lewis, your local expert on all things Dallas Stars hockey, coming to you on this Tuesday, December 13th. And whether this is your first time here or you are a recurring listener of the show, thank you for stopping by and for making Locked On Stars your first listen of the day. If you're new to the show, be sure to subscribe on YouTube and you can follow on your favorite podcasting platform as well. The best way to support the show is to follow and subscribe and to leave a comment you're watching on YouTube, let me know if you agree that the the air horn or whatever the, the, the Penguins use in their arena for their Let's Go Pins chant, let me know if you also think that that is the worst sound effect uh, in any NHL arena. Um, thankfully, I was watching at home and didn't have to experience it live, but just bothered me all game and have to imagine that that is actually the reason why the Dallas Stars lost this game, was being distracted by that abomination of a sound. I'm, of course, only partially kidding as the Dallas Stars do collapse a little bit at the end of regulation and lose 2-1 to one to the Pittsburgh Penguins, a game that really felt like it was destined for overtime. And I mean, this just overall feels like a huge missed opportunity for the Stars on several different fronts. For starters, you want to start out the road trip well. You have basically five games ahead of you on this road trip, basically going to take over a week, about 10 days on the road. You want to get started on the right foot, and the Stars not able to do that. You want to also be able to pick up two big points on the road to help keep pace for that top spot in the Central Division. And if you're the Stars, you also want to rack up quality wins, the close, intense games against quality opponents. And the Stars not able to do that tonight. That has been a little bit of a criticism against this team this season is they don't always win or don't always perform that well against some of the NHL's elite. Although I do think on Monday night, the Stars performed just fine. They just weren't able to close things out and get the win when it was all said and done. And like I said, this game felt like it was destined to go to overtime, and that's kind of been the trend for the Stars as of late. Their last two games at home against the Senators and Red Wings both required extra time, and even earlier you know, instances on that homestand, they have to go to a shootout against the Minnesota Wild, and it's really just kind of been a trend over the past month or so for the Stars. Every few games, they go to overtime and sometimes even go eventually to a shootout, but you got to give credit to the Penguins and especially Evgeny 
Anthony Malkin, who just made a really great play to bring that puck in, or at least receive the puck after the Penguins had already entered the zone. And, and instead of shooting it, and I know they were saying this on the broadcast, a lot of guys would have elected to shoot it there. Ottinger probably would have made a save on that play if Malkin had chosen to shoot. But instead, he passes to, I believe it was Brian Rust approaching the net. Rust gets a look. Ottinger actually comes out of the crease to meet him and beats Rust to the puck and punches it away. But Malkin follows through on his path and is able to bury the eventual game-winning goal. So a smart play by him. I don't think that you can pin that goal on Ottinger because then, you know, if he doesn't do that, then you're probably criticizing, okay, well, maybe Brian Rust. Rust beats him, and maybe he should have come out. So really, either way you slice it, Jake Ottinger could have potentially gotten beat. I think he made the right decision in that case, and he played a great game overall, and as did Tristan Jari on the other end for the Penguins. He deserves a ton of credit as well. A very entertaining game, despite the low amount of scoring of both teams kind of exchanging blows as far as rush opportunities and high-quality scoring chances. But it really just felt like a game where both teams deserved some sort of reward for their efforts. Of course, one of them would have gotten two regardless, but it really felt like the Stars deserved at least one point from this game because I think they played a really good hockey game and carried a lot of the momentum, especially in the third period. And Coach Pete DeBoer gave a little bit of insight after the game on that, this audio coming from the Bally Sports Southwest Twitter account. Now let's tune into this audio from head coach Pete DeBoer. A pretty good road game for 19 and a half minutes you know we made a mistake at the end there um did a lot of good things had chances to to score some goals i think uh would have liked to have given otter a little offensive support tonight i thought there was goals out there uh we didn't execute we had some two-on-ones things like that that probably could have changed the game but uh no we, we had a solid road effort you know i just thought we gave him too much room you know i, I think uh that point of the game you don't want to give them the entry and allow them to to get to that point I wish you would have shut it down a little quicker when we had numbers back it wasn't an outnumbered situation this one's just absolutely a tough pill to swallow for the stars like I said the central division race still incredibly tight as of right now the stars and jets still tied as far as points but the Jets holding an advantage in point percentage and the avalanche even though they're injured they're still finding ways to win games here and there and certainly not out of the race. And if you look at the division, a lot of the teams in the Central have games in hand. I believe the Stars of the eight teams in the division have played the most games now at 29. Uh, and there's several teams that are sitting in that 27, 28. I think even a team like the Predators at the time of recording this, they're still playing against the Blues on Monday night. But I think they only have like 25 games played. So now 26 when you're hearing this. A lot of these teams have games in hand over the Stars, which eventually that might even out. I don't really have the time to look at each schedule and see when those games will be made up and you know things of that nature but that's just something that you have to keep in mind and be mindful of as the season continues to go on is who has games in hand and who are those opponents going to be in those games but all in all just a rough way to start the road trip out and it's not going to get much easier I mean not just for tonight as the stars are back in action against the devils really just this whole road trip uh, each night just presents its own set of problems and an own set of hurdles that have to be overcome for this team of course you have the devils tonight you have the Washington Capitals who if you look at the Metro Division standings you say oh they're sixth in the division the stars already shut them out this season they, they, they're pretty harmless but I would disagree as they've won their last four games in a row. And then, of course, on Saturday, you've got the Carolina Hurricanes, who are always a tough outing, especially on home ice in their own building. 
And on the end of the road trip, you do have the Columbus Blue Jackets, who are not a good team this season, but you do have to play that game at the end of a road trip. A little bit of a trap game there, going against an inferior opponent who is playing at home after you've played four games on the road and you're tired, you're worn down, you're fatigued, you're ready to be back home in your own house, in your own apartment, in your own bed, in your own building, your own locker room. I mean, just a lot of mental blocks and mental factors that go into that game at the end of this trip and who knows how the stars are going to be feeling or what they've accomplished on this trip going into that Columbus game so all of these are very difficult challenges for one reason or another and if you're the stars you just have to feel like you've missed an opportunity to start out on the right foot and and generate a little bit of momentum going into the rest of this trip. Well, we're going to continue to talk about Monday night's game, and we'll take a minute and talk about some of the good players for the team and talk about how the team as a whole looked pretty sharp after the lines had been readjusted a little bit to move some players around and give some players more opportunities on the ice. More on that right after this. Today's episode of Locked on Stars is brought to you by our friends at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. You can get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from pro football to college bowl season to basketball and the World Cup. They've got it all at betonline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. They're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting information. You can head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline.net is where the game starts. I want to thank you again for making Locked on Stars your first listen of the day, continuing to talk about Monday night's loss, the Stars losing 2-1 to at the hands of the Pittsburgh Penguins. And despite the loss and despite the Stars not getting anything out of this that's going to help them in the standings or give them points, I guess if you want to try to draw some moral victories from this game, you certainly can do that because the Stars did adjust their lineup a little bit going to this game on the forward front, and I think that it worked out fairly well for them as far as the opportunities that they had to score and scoring chances as a whole. And for starters, uh, you have to kind of look to the defensive side of the ice, which the defensive pairings were the same as they've been over the past couple of games. Niels Lundqvist is continuing to play at an incredibly high level, and he notched another point. I believe now that's three consecutive games with a point with the only goal that the Stars scored in the evening. Rope Hint scored in the first, what, 20 seconds of the game. Uh, a really good stuff from Niels Lundqvist, who put the puck on net, and then Rope a really good job to be aware of his surroundings, be aware of the puck's location, and cleaning up that initial shot from Niels Lundqvist. Really good stuff from Niels as he continues to gain confidence and playing with Miro Haskinen. We'll certainly do that for your game. I'm pretty sure I could go out there and skate with Miro Haskinen, having zero ice hockey experience, and, and I could probably be a pretty decent player myself, although nowhere near as good as Niels Lundqvist and what he's done over the past few games. Rope hints also. I mean, the top line is going to do top line things. They led the team in expected goals for. They four checked hard. They played a really solid game, just couldn't get some of those looks to go. Joe Pavelski clings one off the post in the second period. Jason Robertson, at least according to NHL.com, actually held without a shot on goal. But Rope hints was absolutely fantastic in this game. He was relentless in this matchup with six shots on goal, according to NHL.com. In this matchup, but that we're not really here to take a deep dive in the top line. That line has stayed consistent all season, and they're just going to do what they do. No, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. You know what you're going to get with that trio. But the third line looked a little bit different in this game. 
really all the second, third, and fourth line had some minor tweaks to them for this matchup against the Penguins. And then this, the third line was maybe the second best line in the game after the top line with Denis Gurionov coming in at the right wing position, playing alongside Wyatt Johnston and Jamie Benn. This line in general was second on the team in the evening for goals expected with 0.21 and the top line 0.41. So pretty good stuff from both lines. Obviously the top line doing a little bit more, but Gurionov continues to impress with his playmaking ability, his skating ability, and his prowess. He skated 14 minutes and 16 seconds. The, the Stars are absolutely giving him his opportunities this season. I know last year under Rick Bonus, there were a lot of healthy scratches and it really felt like while Garyanov wasn't performing to you know the standards that many thought he should be, there were also times where it felt like he wasn't necessarily getting his opportunities, whereas it feels like this time the Stars are giving Dennis every chance that they possibly can. He plays well at the end of that homestand, and it seems like the coaching staff has rewarded that by moving him up to the next line and giving him more minutes on the ice, which I think is a good thing. I think he played a really solid game and had some really nice moments, especially trying to enter the zone and try to get the Stars set up for a good offensive possession. Continuing to like what I'm seeing from Gurionov. Unfortunately, no goal on Monday night, but I still think that he is slowly on the rise and slowly starting to contribute a little bit more night in and night out for this team. And then also, if the third line had some adjustments, Ty Delandria gets moved. He gets bumped up to the second line alongside Segi and Mush. And the nice part about Ty Delandria, and I feel like I've known it all season, but really just grew to appreciate it more this game, is you can really just plug and play Delandria just about anywhere in this lineup. And I think that he's going to be the same player. I mean, I don't think he necessarily plays well with only two other players. You can move him to that line with Johnston and Ben, and then he plays excellent. But then as we saw on Monday, he got some quality looks and had a kind of breakaway opportunity in this game, just couldn't finish, couldn't capitalize over Jari. But he plays really well with Tyler Sagan and Mason Marchment as well. And I think that's, you know, kind of the nice part of having Delandry now at the NHL level full time and not having him in the AHL is not only can he just be on this roster, he's not necessarily a passenger. He's finding ways to be effective and finding ways to contribute for this team. So really like what I saw from him. And then, of course, the fourth line had some nice moments as well. Roddick Fox returning alongside Luke Glendening and Yoel Kiviranta, who was actually responsible for clearing the puck uh, in a kind of makeshift five-on-three power play for the Penguins. Two different Dallas Stars players lose their sticks, unable to get them back. And the Penguins, you know, not even generating a shot on goal in that opportunity. And eventually, Yoel Kiviranta collecting the puck and clearing it, allowing the Stars to either get a change or the players who didn't have sticks to get a stick back in their hand. So I really do think the lineup is in a good place, even though it's a disappointing loss. It's a disappointing evening. The team still played really well. I don't think it's, you know, a devastating blow or a devastating loss, or, you know, to start the road trip. Just a disappointing result when you really feel like you should have left that building on Monday night with something. Uh, but all in all, I think the team is still, you know, they've got to be feeling pretty good about how they perform, just a little bit disappointed. Uh, and, and certainly, I'm sure, looking to correct some of their mistakes going into this game tonight. And then in the middle of all this, I mean, you have a lineup that's playing pretty solid on the forward front. In the middle is Riley Tufty, who on Monday morning, it was announced that he would be joining the team for the start of this road trip. The Stars had been carrying only 12 forwards to get a little bit more cap space uh, and, you know, not really needing uh, too many backup players for this homestand. But then when you go on these long road trips, you like to have at least 13 forwards on the roster or, you know, in the lineup that you can insert in. Riley Tufty filling that role this time around. We saw it earlier this season with Matej Blumel. 
And now Tufty, who made his NHL debut last season, has joined the team and could potentially make his NHL 22-23 season debut somewhere on this trip. And he's having a really nice season with the Texas Stars of the AHL. Seven goals, nine assists, 16 points in 21 games played. Tufty, of course, got his first NHL goal last season in his home state of Minnesota against the Wild. Really solid player, good mixture of size and speed. Could be a sneaky, nice addition to a fourth line or maybe even a third line position with Jamie Benn or you know maybe you throw him out there on the wing somewhere, you put him down the middle. Curious to see if he gets playing time and if, if and when he does, where does the coaching staff look to put him and where can he be best utilized? Well, we're going to take one more quick break, but when we come back, we will turn our attention from Monday night's loss and look ahead to this evening as the Dallas Stars have another daunting challenge in front of them. A date with the New Jersey Devils is up tonight, and we'll talk about that right after this. All right, we are closing out this Tuesday episode of Locked on Stars, talking about tonight's game. The Stars playing game two of a back-to-back against the New Jersey Devils. And what, what can you say about this Devils team that has not already been said? They have absolutely taken the National Hockey League by storm this season. And when the season first started out, it didn't really seem like it was going to be that way. This was a team that was 100% expected to be better than they had been in previous years, expected to take some steps forward. But I don't think really anyone except maybe the people inside the Devils organization and maybe a select few fans that really had a hunch or maybe knew something we didn't. I don't think many people saw this coming. They actually lost their first two games, including their first home game of the season and where the Devil's faithful, loud chance of fire Lindy. Lindy Ruff, former Dallas Stars head coach Lindy Ruff, now the coach of this Devil's squad. And the first couple seasons in New Jersey had not gone well for him or his team. I believe he finished seventh in the Metro Division in both of his first seasons. And the fan base fed up with his antics, it seemed, early in the season, demanding him to be fired in the home opener. But then this team did something unbelievable, going on a 13-game win streak, from October 25th that lasted until nearly an entire month later on November 21st. That was the last win of the Devils' insane 13-game heater. I mean, absolutely unreal what this team has done this season. And the Dallas Stars coming off a game on Monday night. The Devils also coming off a game on Monday night. A game where they blew a little bit of a lead. I believe they had a two-goal lead at one point in the game against the Rangers on the road at Madison Square Garden. The Rangers eventually come back to win that one in OT. So that is definitely something you have to factor into this game that both teams are coming off game one of a back-to-back. So there's no excuse of, well, the Devils are a rested team. They're not tired. They're not worn out. Both teams are coming from road games that they both lost. And so that's going to make for a very intriguing outing whenever these teams meet on the ice tonight. And if you look at this Devils team by the numbers, they're a very impressive squad. First in the Metro Division with a 21-5-2 record. Top five in the NHL in goals for just like the Stars. 31st in the league in goals against at only 67. Only one team has allowed less goals this season. 23rd in the NHL in power play percentage. Around the same as the Pittsburgh Penguins. Just a little bit better than what the Penguins have done this season on the power play. An eighth in penalty kill percentage. One of the best kills in the league, although not quite as good as Dallas, who still is hovering in that top five area. And also a a medium, a middle-of-the-pack discipline team, tied for 17th with like five other teams in the league, in times shorthanded at 90. So this is an incredibly efficient team. They score a ton of goals, but they also do a really good job of keeping the puck out of the back of their net, 
Hence, they are 31st in the league in goals against. And part of that is their defensive play. And part of that is also a credit to their goaltending, which we'll talk about in just a second. But this team is headlined by three big names all in the forward department. Jack Hughes leading the way in scoring with 15 goals and 19 assists on the season, 34 points in total. Jesper Bratt, 10 goals, 20 assists for 30 points. And captain Nico Heischer, 13 goals, 16 assists. 29 points in total. I mean, it's those guys and then a ton of other very good players, a very deep and talented team. They really have all, really four solid lines that they can put out there on any time throughout the game. A really nice pack of defensemen headlined by Dougie Hamilton. I mean, there's just not really too many weak spots on this roster. And this team can bury you with the amount of goals that they score. And they can also make life incredibly frustrating on the other end with the lack of goals that they give up. And that's really a huge reason for their success this season. The skaters have been good. The forwards have been fantastic. But if you want to talk about the heartbeat of this team, you have to look to Vitek Vanacek, who is 12-2-2 with a 2-3-9 goals against average in a 9-1-2 save percentage. And the backup at the start of the season was Mackenzie Blackwood, but he's been injured for a while now and seems to be near a return from some of the insight I could find on Devil's Twitter and on the Devil's website. But it looks like before he makes his return to the NHL, he still has a conditioning stint with their AHL team in Utica ahead of him. So Mackenzie Blackwood likely not going to even be in attendance at this game. The backup recently has been Akira Schmid, who is 5-1 with a 1.70 goals against average and a 9-4-0 save percentage uh, in 6-7 games this season. Only 12 career NHL games in total. So the goalie matchup is going to be interesting, to say the least, in this game because, again, both teams coming off of games on Monday night and both teams played their number one goaltender in those games on Monday night. So if I were to guess, I imagine that we will be seeing Akira Schmid versus Scott Wedgwood, which I'm sure some of you know, but maybe some of you don't. Scott Wedgwood is a former New Jersey Devil. He was actually drafted by them in the third round back in 2010 and had two different stints with the team and then was, you know, in Arizona off and on. But now he seems to have found a home in Dallas. And I, I'm recording this late Monday evening, no, of course, don't have any insight now who's going to be the starting goaltender. Likely not going to be too many activities in the morning as far as morning skate, as both teams are probably going to be looking to rest their players and not use too much energy in the morning before the game, uh, a second of a back-to-back -back for both squads. So not sure how much insight we'll get leading up to warm-ups before the game. I'm sure some of the coaches will have comments and things to say leading up to the matchup, but it's something worth keeping an eye out for. One, Wedgwood, I'm sure if he does play, excited to play in a building he once called home and get a little bit of revenge against a former team. And Schmid, I mean, again, only 12 games into his NHL career. Decent numbers so far this season, uh, but I'm also curious to see if either coach will decide to put their starting goaltender out there. Do you try to put you know, Vitek Vanacek or Jake Ottinger back out there because those are two of the league's best. Uh, and both of these teams have dynamite offenses that can light you up any given night. So keep an eye out on social media for what the goalie matchup will look like. So I imagine that will play a huge factor in who has the advantage in this game. And what also makes this interesting is the Devils, while they've been one of the best teams this season, I still consider them to be a scorching hot team. They actually have lost their last two games against both teams from New York, a regulation loss against the Islanders, and most recently losing at New York, the Rangers, uh, in overtime by a score of 4-3. to three. And Dallas coming off of only just one loss, a one-game losing streak, not even a streak if it's only one game, but this really just feels like a must 
win situation. I mean, you don't want to start this road trip out 0-2, and this would also be a huge statement win against a quality opponent if you can find a way to get two points out of this game. And really the theme of this season for the Stars when they go down, it's been the question, how can you stop the bleeding? Can you stop the bleeding? And that's the big question for the Stars going into this game. They haven't really lost a game yet this season like they did on Monday night. They haven't really lost one in big-time, heartbreaking fashion at the end of regulation. So how will the Dallas Stars respond going into this game? You have to imagine, I mean, if they're mentally preparing themselves the right way, they're probably going to come out with a little bit of an edge, maybe a little bit of anger and some extra motivation to start the game out strong because they started the game out strong on Monday night and they played a really solid, clean game up until you know the last 30 seconds of that matchup against the Penguins. So if you're the Stars, you have to look at yourself and get yourself ready for this game and come out and play hard and fast and do so from the beginning because you cannot fall behind to a team like the New Jersey Devils. It doesn't matter who's in net for either team or who's on the ice. I mean, this is a team that is likely not going to let you back into a game if they get that two, three, four goal lead on you. Absolutely dangerous team, but the Stars can be dangerous in their own right. I think this will be a very fun game, but we're also going to, like I say, I've been saying it all season, but we're really going to learn a lot about the Stars tonight and see how they respond to a different kind of adversity after an absolutely heartbreaking loss at the end of regulation. But that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Stars. Thank you again for listening, for tuning in, and making us your first listen of the day. Remember to hit that subscribe button if you're watching on YouTube and hit the follow button if you're listening on your favorite podcasting platform. Follow us on social media too if you do feel so inclined at Locked on Stars on both Twitter and Instagram. And you can find my personal Twitter account at Dane double underscore Lewis. And be sure to tune in tomorrow as we'll be recapping this game against the New Jersey Devils. Hopefully we'll be talking about a Dallas Stars win. This would be a pretty monumental win for this team this season. One of the best teams in the league against the Devils. And, you know, maybe it'd feel a little little nice to get a, a win against the former coach in Lindy Ruff and what has been his best season with this team so far up to this point in his tenure. But I hope you guys have a great Tuesday. Enjoy the game tonight. And we'll see you back here tomorrow.